Welcome to Gambling with Gold, the newest podcast brought to you by Champions Round. My name is Jason Gold. Thanks for joining the show today. This week, we are going to have four episodes all on the AFC. We're going to go through all of the best divisional odds, Super Bowl odds, over-unders, what you should be betting on this week. So stay locked in and listen to our podcast on Spotify and Apple. Now let's move on to the AFC South. Uh, an interesting division, easily winnable by two teams, and then two teams that are probably not going to get, not come close to uh, competing this season. Tennessee currently minus 130, Indianapolis plus 180, Jacksonville plus 600, Houston plus 2,500 to win the division. Uh, Over unders. Both Indy and Tennessee are, oh, sorry, Tennessee's at nine and a half. Indy's at nine. Jacksonville's at six and a half. Houston, lowly at four. Clearly the worst team in the NFL. They're in the Spencer Rattler race. They are not in the race to win any NFL games this season. Super Bowl odds, in case anyone cares. Tennessee plus 2,800. Indianapolis plus 3,000. Jacksonville plus 10,000. And Houston, the worst odds in the NFL at plus 20,000. So are there any bets that stand out to you here and where are you leaning on the Tennessee versus Indianapolis debate hammer the under on the Houston Texans they are by far the worst team in the NFL I mean David Johnson's probably on the bubble to get cut at this rate Philip Lindsay's your starting running back Tyrod Taylor like I don't know this guy's the epitome of a gay manager and as much as he's always been like a solid fill-in He's not it. And we don't even know who's besides Brandon Cooks, who's going to be catching balls. Jordan Akins, Kiki Kute. Like, I'm just not excited about anything on that team. They lost JJ Watt. And I just don't know really where this team is going to muster up four wins. Possibly it comes in the division, but they're already favored to lose to the Jaguars by three points in week one. So, like, I'm. That's against a rookie quarterback. You know what I mean? Like a team that was another one with a new head coach. I don't know. There's nothing to really get excited about the Houston Texans or anything that gives me confidence that they can achieve more than four W's. So, so yeah, I got I got to fade them. You know what? This reminds me a lot of Jacksonville last year. Everyone thought that Jacksonville was going to start the season or was going to go like 0-16 last year, right? Trash organization. They're going to tank for Trevor Lawrence. They're going to compete with the Jets to go to basically lose the most games. Great. They come out week one and they slapped India around and got a win. Gardner Minshew played like, I don't know, Joe Montana or something like that. <laughs> I, I, I will not make week one bets yet, but Houston over Jacksonville week one seems like a lot to me. I, I feel it in my bones. They're going to start off one. <laughs> they're going to start off one and oh with Tyron Taylor. And then, then we're looking at the trash team. So I, I think that you're probably right on the under, but I think that you wait until after week one. Maybe it jumps up a right. little bit. And right, then right, you right. bet the under. I, right. I, I think that that's probably the best way to play this. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you look at the worst teams in the NFL, they usually end up with one or two wins. Uh, so they throw in the fact that they have an extra game this season. Maybe you expect two to three wins. But I think that you're comfortably under the four. And even if you get to four, they're not going to get five. They're not going to get five, five and twelve. They're not so going to get five. I, I think that yeah. a, a push is. I think a push is relatively likely here, um, or, and then lean towards the under. 
Um, for my projections, uh, I have Tennessee 9.1, Indianapolis 9.2, Jacksonville 6.3, and Houston 4.9. So, so I, tight. The, so tight. Yeah, the Houston one I'm projected on over, but that's based on point differential. It's a Pythagorean thing. So I, I just take the under given all the other outside situations. Um, right. Tennessee and Indianapolis are really close. Look, Tennessee is in a place where that offense is really, really awesome. Their offensive line isn't great. Their tight end position got worse with Jonathan Smith. Their wide receivers, you know, that's the best one-two punch in the league. Definitely got perhaps. Derrick Henry is awesome. And Tannehill has been great. So I don't, I don't know what the new offensive coordinator is going to bring. I assume that he'll keep a lot of what Arthur Smith had going on there. So I'm not really worried about the offense. The only concern that I have is the defense is, is pretty bad. It Like right. they're going to need some guys to step up. And with the way the Tennessee plays games, they play so slowly that it, it kind of may inhibit their offense from scoring a lot. This is part of the issue with having Derrick Henry. If there is an issue, you just keep games tighter than maybe you should. And I'd like to see Tennessee maybe open it up a little bit and try to score more early because they, they're going to have to realize that their defense just isn't going to cut it for the entire season. So there's my concern there. In Indianapolis, great roster. We have no idea what to expect from Carson Wentz. Their receivers are pretty trash. T.Y.'s old. Pittman's good, but the rest of it's not great. The tight ends aren't great. The running backs are awesome. Uh, offensive line is obviously one of the best units in the league. Um, and their defense is pretty good. Not elite, but but pretty solid. Uh, if Wentz is good, I think that they'll win the division. If Wentz is what he has been the last three years, they got big-time issues. So I... I I'm staying away from all division odds here. My hunch is to lean towards Tennessee because it's a little safer, but I just don't trust that defense at all. I'm with you. This is like a, uh, this is just a hodgepodge of shit, and I don't want any parts of it outside of the Titans. You know, the Colts have their own issues with really Carson Wentz, and I don't know that I can bank on Carson Wentz staying upright, healthy, and that offensive line as well uh, holding up. You know, this is a, a new quarterback and a new offense. Familiar offense, but still, you know, it's a different it's a different landscape than we were last year. I'd feel a lot better betting on the Colts if Phil Rivers, old man Rivers, was uh was back there. But in terms of the Titans, yeah, their defense is ranked one of the worst in the league. So, you know, why that offensive firepower can't be denied, you know, 10 nine wins feels about right, like so much that I don't know that I can go to 10. Um, so I think Vegas got that right. So to me, the best bet here is just if anything, if all else fails, just trust that the Texans are going to be complete and utter trash. Yeah, unfortunately, there's not a whole lot to talk about in the AFC South. I mean, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about Jacksonville for a little bit. I guess. What are your thoughts on yeah. them this year? What do you think about Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence? Maybe some uh, fantasy outlook now that uh, Travis Etienne's out for the season, uh, which yeah, is really unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say that, you know, ETN, really horrible news. Obviously, this catapults James Robinson into pretty much solidified RB2 territory with with some RB1 upside. I mean, the guy was a beast. And so, you know, you could have gotten lucky. You know, there were some James Robinson rushing props out there for, you know, around 700 yards where he looks like he's definitely going to surpass that now with news of ETN being out for the season. But Trevor Lawrence just got named starting quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I don't think it's any surprise. Gardner Minshew was really solid, but you know, ultimately right now he's just playing for a new contract somewhere else because he's really just going to play second fiddle to Trevor Lawrence 
the Golden Boy Sunshine. And I think LaVisca Chenault's going to get a boost with ETN out as well. So look around for any ETN pro- or for, excuse me, for any Chenault props that you may see. Marvin Jones will probably uh, be a little bit more involved now that they're going to have to rely more on that passing game um, with the the loss of, of ETN, who was supposed to be their gadget guy, you know, used in different packages, kind of like Urban Myers, Percy Harvin. So, you know, I think that there's going to be um, definitely some good games. You know, I think this is going to be a team that's probably going to be playing from behind, put up some points. Uh, but other than that, you know, I'm not expecting more than six and a half wins. You know, I think that that's a pretty that's a pretty strong number uh, for a team that, you know, we really all, all the while, you know, Trevor Lawrence has been a great quarterback for his entire career, never really loses. But, you know, this is a different beast in the NFL. And unfortunately, the, the Titans are going to be the best in this division. Yeah, I, everyone keeps talking about how strong Trevor Lawrence's arm is. Everything that I read in the media, I, I just don't see it I, I don't, at all. I don't see it. Yeah, he's accurate. Yeah. And I hear he's learning from Peyton Manning. That's like his mentor, which is great to hear. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not seeing the deep threat, you know, deep downfield throws that Stafford was making to Marvin Jones in his career in, in Detroit. I don't see that. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I'm definitely a little high on, on Marvin Jones just because I think that he's – the, the top options is the vet. He's going to get open and Lawrence is going to trust him. I definitely think that the ETN news is huge for Chanel playing out of the slot. I think he's going to get a lot more targets than he was going to get before. And obviously James Robinson pops up to a RB two. Uh, Carlos Hyde also kind of sneaks in. Maybe he has some value late as a, a red zone guy. Uh, right. We'll see. I, I'm not bumping up DJ shark at all. Cause I'm so yeah. off the shark train. Like I, I don't want to do anything. There. Too inconsistent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Six and a half is an interesting number because I don't know, like, I don't know what this team is going to be. They've looked awful in, I mean, other than the fourth quarter against the Saints, but that was super garbage time. Um, I I haven't seen anything from this team in preseason that makes me think that they're going to be really that much better. What I do know based on what I know about Urban Meyer is that they're going to have elite special teams. uh, So maybe that steals a couple games for them. Uh, I think that they will be well run in terms of like getting in and out. Like they're going to do everything very efficiently. They're not going to make dumb, silly mistakes that bad teams make. That's not going to happen with Urban Meyer. But they don't have the talent and I don't think that they have the right systems yet in order for them to succeed in the NFL. Like you could do all the little stuff great. If you can't, if you can't do like the medium things well at all, you're still not winning games in the NFL. So right. I, I'm I, I don't I don't really see it for Jacksonville this year. I would probably lean towards the under. They do get to play Houston twice, though. I know I said that week one they're going to lose, but that it makes it a little bit easier. So maybe it's all a stay away. Maybe maybe we'll just all ham- <laughs> maybe we'll just all hammer the Houston under and watch them burn to the ground this season, and then then wait for uh, wait for 2022 to make some bets on this division. Right. <laughs> 